Hello again and welcome to I've Got a Beatles podcast with Dave and Chris. And we are back today for another installment in our Put Them in the Movies episode. And this is going to be, it's this is, I would say, one of those mythological movies or topics in Beatle history that a lot of people know about but have mm-hmm. never actually seen. It's one of these movies that you hear about because it's an, I think, for us, probably the most important thing about it is John Lennon's, you know, being in it is really the only yeah. thing. Uh, but I think it's, you know, we're going to, you know, to actually see how I won the war, uh, I think something is totally different is a something. Yes. is a totally different story from the myth. <laughs> and that's, what we're here to do. We're here to do the hard work for you of yeah. getting through the movie and talking about it, what it's about, uh influence <laughs> chris can't even hold him his control himself here uh and uh you know to get you started here i i want to you know we've yeah. talked a lot about the beatles acting skills and yes. i think we've we've agreed that you know george is very funny in the ruddles and his cameo and he's not he's mm-hmm. not bad in a hard day's night and he's, he's got some good uh good moments and then uh ringo obviously went on to to be in a lot of movies so he's yeah, certainly the best very bad ones very but... <laughs> yeah some very bad ones but at least how do you he... feel about cave? well you think caveman's our next put them, <laughs> put them through the movies put them through the ringer yeah put them through the ringer and so ringo at least had some somewhat of a career we said paul was probably the worst actor yeah yeah i mean we <laughs> re go see our give my regards to broad street episode <laughs> exactly that that's case in point <laughs> yeah but we haven't talked about john too much and this mm-hmm. was john's only non-beatle movie appearance uh and he i would say he does have a, a it's not a main role but he's certainly visible a lot in the movie so uh what what do you think of john's acting before you saw this film in the hard days night or help or magic mystery tour um i didn't think about it too much but having watched this where he's away from the beatles and off on his own doing this i i'll say this he definitely jumps off the screen yeah and he definitely has a a movie star charisma yes for sure now what they gave him to do in this uh or uh you know (laughs) how it plays in this is a different story but it did make me think do you think like maybe had later in life had he like lived on past 1980 and then gotten a gotten like an actual movie role or something i think he would have been good i think he would have been like uh, as good as bowie or mick jagger's been in a few in a few movies where he's been uh you know actually pretty good yeah, uh, yeah, and I think he could do it. I think he could do the job of an actor. Now, I don't think this is any any sort of acting in this. It's like <laughs> saying quippy lines, quips. Or, yeah, that's exactly. Tell, tell him to keep screaming. I'm not a thief for yeah. no good reason. As nothing to do with anything. No. So no, um, it's not really much acting in here. In, in a way, it's it's it is like he's in one of those Beatle movies because he's got a lot of one-liners a lot of quips and yeah he doesn't really add much to the plot well whatever there is of a plot what uh, plot is there it's yeah garbage 
but there is a there is a thing towards the end of the movie kind of after he's been shot yeah spoiler alert a bit of (laughs) yeah spoiler oh man we're really spoiling this thing uh that would gives a little bit of a monologue kind of a kind of a a point of view at least of the character when because it's like oh we're wrapping it up we're gonna we're gonna pretend to put a layer of uh importance on this on this nonsense of a movie (laughs) where we're trying to say something about war kind of um so he's he's saying he's sort of like said a few things in the film about being a poorer person or something like that and i don't know it just is uh, (laughs) two questions one is yeah what do you think about his acting otherwise like what did you think about it before this well i'd like i'd like to see him in more of a serious role instead of because he's always the jokester and the wisecracker in all the other movies yeah but but he's very funny and i think maybe it's i was trying to think is it because he's he's john lennon and we're looking for him in the movie that he's Mm -hmm. very telegenic but he does have a lot of charisma and that he did in real life of course too so it, it jump he does jump off the screen and even in the background, you can see him in some scenes goofing around and your eyes just go right to him. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and not just because we're Beatles fans. I no, just think it's no. a charisma thing. And I mean, the other guys in the movie, I barely, half of them I barely knew were there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought, so that's, that's as far as his acting goes. Now, there are two things that come out of him actually being in this movie that I think are important to talk about. And one is the glasses. Yes. Dave. Yes. So he finds these glasses that he wears in this movie. And the he's granny like, hey, glasses. Gra- yep. These granny glasses. He's like, hey, these things are cool. And I look good at them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably saw the Rolling Stone cover where it was <laughs> yeah. number, Rolling Stone issue one, where John Lennon's on the cover and uh, 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 John Lennon filming this movie. And a picture of him in, in those glasses and, and a little bit of uh, scruff, scruff, scruffed up bl- black that's on the face. But yeah, the glasses go on and become so iconic. Dave, I as a kid bought a pair. Of- <laughs> oh, I had one, too. I got them at a Beetle Fest. I had yeah. Uh, yeah, $10 with the wire frames and all that. Yeah, I did not look as cool. As no, nobody did. did. Nobody does. <laughs> He just, he wore it well. So yeah, his look was different as a result of that. And then the second thing I wanted to say is the, this is a, I mean, we'll get into this movie here in a minute. Yeah. It's, it's, it is something trying to say something about war. And this was the film this in late 66. Do you remember him? being any kind of anti-war activist or anything like that before this movie i think it's possible and we've heard tales that you know on this movie you read a lot and yeah did a lot of thinking and i'm sure he actually really thought about the role and thought about doing a good job in the film and all of that and so i'm thinking that this filming of this movie was sort of a a place where of rumination for him of of uh, 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 thinking about these issues about war, about the Vietnam War, which is getting going and kind of getting bad. Um, and I think that 
you know, from that point on, John would become a very anti-war activist, like uh, as 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 big of as anybody in the entire world of yeah. anti-world or anti-war activists. So I, I think that this this filming this movie did have a major impact in do we get even get the song Imagine and, and mm. things like that had he not gone and d- done this film. That's a really interesting theory. I, I think, you know, you hear stories about that the Beatles wanted to say stuff about the war when they were a group, but Brian Epstein kind of kept them on a leash and said, no, nah, I don't say anything about it. Mm-hmm. And this is actually a good segue into telling the, the story more about the movie in general, because when it was, you mentioned that John had time to ruminate or kind of think about these things about war or reading. And uh, this was a time, this was right after, the Beatles stopped touring and it was at, so after August 66. And so it was in the fall when John went to film this and then, you know, George went off to India and uh, Ringo stayed home with the kids and did all that. Uh, but John went off to film this movie and it was a time where they were, the press was wondering, are the Beatles breaking up? Is there still a group? They're not, there's no new material here. And John went off to Spain. This was filmed, so we should say this was directed by Richard Lester, who directed the first two Beatle movies. Yeah, and uh, I just want to talk about Richard Lester just for a moment, yeah. just to break in here. Um, so he did The Hard Day's Night at 64. He did a movie called The Knack and How to Get It in 65, which I've seen, mm. which I think is an enjoyable film. Um, and then Help, and then a funny thing on the way, happened on the way to the forum which is oh, yeah. another Musical. movie that a lot of people know and i haven't seen that one but all of those films have this sort of like you know uh dry but wacky sort of zany feel to them this movie sort of kind of has that but also it's all over the place yeah. all over the place so. well and you're you're the film guy more than i am but i know that you know, from just the Beatle films that Richard Lester was really innovative because of his quick cuts and a lot of, you know, a lot of technological tricks and stuff. And there's a lot of that mm-hmm. in this movie. So it's, we've got a lot of quick shots. We've got colors, the different, uh, we have inter- interspersed real war footage from World War II. Yeah. Uh, or we've got all these different, you know, soldiers dressed in colors there's graininess you know so like like i think all the lester techniques are here the physical gags yeah uh, running up and down a mountain and that sort of stuff the beatles did but but yeah it uh... it's okay so just to all right the, the, <laughs> the, the rotten it holds a rotten rating of yeah. 54 pretty bad i think's high oh i <laughs> <laughs> And then a few of the negative reviews, Roger Ebert gave the movie two stars, describing it as not a brave or outspoken film. That was a very, well, I'll link that. I'll put that in the description because that's, I use that review a lot and it, it resonated a lot with what I was thinking yeah. watching it, Roger Ebert's review. Yeah. John, I would, <laughs> I would lean towards John Simon's review. He called it pretentious, not tomfoolery. <laughs> good pretentious tomfoolery and uh the monthly film bulletin felt that lester has bitten off more than he can chew i mm. think it's a mess of yeah movie. i mean it's it just is. a mess it's at times it's 
going for this sort of wackiness um and at other times it it gets very serious and particularly this use of real world war ii footage yeah it seems to be an anti-war film where it's saying like you know oh we're just we're just regular people at war and and at one point a german soldier set turns to which good god <laughs> so we how much turn to camera and speak directly to cameras in this movie is that a like lot half of the <laughs> fucking lines of the movie are just turning to camera it's just ugh, I, yeah. I hate all that but um just setting and he says he in in this german soldier says like to think that soldiers uh, don't like war is uh like is a is a myth or something like yeah, that not true put, or something not true or something like that and he puts on a regular guy's hat and walks off yes yes it's just it's it's just i, I think so when i watched this movie the thing i i kept coming back to in my head was the movie mash mm-hmm. which is kind of going for the same thing as this but they did two things right in mash one is that which they didn't do in this one is world war ii is a more complicated thing yeah and yeah any other war ever when you've got one side like rounding up you know which the holocaust which Uh, they make a little quip about jews in this yeah one time yeah um yeah when they're when they're rounding up literally millions of one race and uh, uh exterminating them yeah um that's a little bit different than say the korean war which yeah. which which is is the backdrop from mash which is trying to make the parallel of anti-war from the korean war to the vietnam war which is a lot cleaner mm-hmm. and less complicated and less of a mess uh than this this thing was yeah um yeah. The I I feel like I don't how do you feel like the main so the main character is played by this guy Michael Crawford who yes is really a Broadway guy and becomes like a huge like Broadway singer later in his in his life I'm sure I'm sure I'm any of our English viewers are like oh yeah Michael Crawford but he's uh you know known for Phantom of the Opera and many other things the that main character it seems to be like the, what they were going for is that main character so gung ho. Uh, and he's put in the position of leading the troop, but he's a, shouldn't be doing it because he's he's gung ho, but he's completely inept. Yes, yeah. I think you're you you've used a phrase before, too on the nose, and I think that's part of the problem with this movie too. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, well, his character to take this his, is named Lieutenant Ernest Goodbody. Yeah. So you know, I, there we are, the kind of naive soldier who's going to talk about he's going to lead the troops to victory but he's totally incompetent and bumbling and they make fun of him all the time and he's falling down and pratt falls and all the he can't shoot a gun and uh, these sorts of things it's just a little too obvious yeah that, and so the plot such as it is I, is supposed is kind of this back and forth between him not knowing how to lead the troops yeah. And then, then this this group of misfit soldiers, kind of. Yeah, true misfits too. Yeah, Lennon's yeah. one of them. Yeah, 
Um, Lennon's sort of the um, private grip weed. Yeah, uh, sort of the regular guy, <laughs> poor guy from the streets kind of dude. Yeah. And then there's this one guy who's like a total, he's sort of a skinny, weird looking guy. <laughs> yep. uh, like you'd imagine Don Knotts maybe in the Don role Knotts, that's a great like example. That. Yeah. And then I believe he gets court-martialed at the end too, which, yeah. which is like, and, and then says something very profound. <laughs> and then John Lennon quips, I liked him better when he was uh, uh, goofy. Yeah. Or something yeah. like that. Uh, it's just... Ugh. Uh, and then there's a couple other guys which are so nondescript that are I can't even say what they were. They're just well, one like, of them was one of them's a familiar face to if you've seen the movie Help, Roy Kinnear, mm-hmm. who plays Algernon, one of the scientists, is in this one too. The sort of large guy, yeah, uh, he's he's in there. So that but the, then yeah. there's like four or five others. I that, think he's the one that gets the Dear John letter later, which is just yeah out of yeah. nowhere and and like oh let's put something about a Dear John letter in this. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It seems right. like the level of <laughs> good writing that went into this. I tell you yeah. what, the biggest problem with this film though is, I mean, and other than it's a comedy with no laughs, that's it's not funny. Problem. It's not funny. It's not funny at all. No, there's there's a couple little bits that you know are supposed to i mean you it's clear what's supposed to be funny yeah but um or ironic sometimes yeah, too or, but it's just not it's not funny and then people die in the movie yeah <laughs> and it's yeah. just like and then it goes to this serious like old like it, it's sort of like you're supposed to be picturing them in the war real war so it goes to the grainy footage uh of the real war and it's supposed to be like a profound moment where our goof in this movie gets killed and then we see him how he would really die in the real war that's what i think they were going for but who knows because it's confusing yes they jumping back and forth to this so not only do they jump back and forth to real war footage they also jump in time yeah the first two times we see our main character um good body mm-hmm. in a german camp and he's been captured by the germans but man are they buddy buddy with him they're yeah like, they're, but it's like the first two times that happened i didn't even know what was going on no it's like oh is he captured now and then it's like goes back to like no he's lost in the in the sand again so it's like what the hell's happening and the only then, way i could you... tell was that he there was the soldier i could see a swastika on his uh yeah. uniform briefly and that was it but yeah i was good, lost great guy by the way great guy yeah, great for, guy. A, for a german <laughs> for a nazi yeah. nazi who is is, is uh, uh running his troop yeah which yeah. i just found to be <laughs> very distasteful so i uh yeah yeah oh boy well one of the problems also that looking up reviews and this is where i'd love to hear from our british listeners is that it's very hard for i'm just going to speak for myself very hard for an american to understand the dialogue and the quips it seems like there's a lot of inside jokes or a lot of britishisms and you know i mean i I consider myself a somewhat savvy uh knowledgeable person of you know i've watched a lot of british movies and so but but i was mm-hmm. lost and not getting the dialogue and not catching some of the things here 
So I don't know if you found that to be the same, that it was hard to understand just getting the some, dialogue. Some, somewhat, but the same could be said, said for some of Richard Lester's other films, the Hard Day's Night. And, yeah, and, that's and true. The Knack, but those are set in. <laughs> and this is the other thing. Uh, Hard Day's Night, The Knack, Help, um, at least, are all set in modern day. Yeah. Great Britain modern day culture sort of like the, the mid 60s uh sort of swinging mm-hmm. cutting edge culture so these quips and all that stuff it's sort of like captures a sort of like the energy of the youth of the day and stuff like that yeah this thing doesn't this thing is like you know and he'd go on to do uh the three musketeers and the robin and marion so he, he i don't know why he, and and how a funny thing happened on the way to the forum so why he abandoned this sort of talking about modern culture and mm. went to all this like shooting all these movies that are like real old <laughs> old timey yeah. i i don't i don't know <laughs> could it have been the the fact that it was 1960 well 66 67 and the war people started to know about vietnam not going well and it was he was trying to make a political statement and artists were you know you had bob dylan and you know popular music was reacting against the war that maybe it was just the the zeitgeist that he was trying to do that i don't know Um, i don't know but it it really uh, was a it was difficult to get through and it, it, Very, it's a hard watch it's yeah. not enjoyable no not at all i and this was the thing i was going to say at the beginning of the episode david is this the least enjoyable any preparation for this <laughs> us doing a podcast has been for you uh, yeah it's I, right up there for me i mean even the worst like album ringo album <laughs> review or the worst um anything else james I, mccartney I can't, uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't, you know, I can't think of anything that I've enjoyed. The most. No, the most I can compare it to is give my regards to Broad Street, but at least that one. At has, least you're laughing at that. Yeah. And it has the music. It's it has the music. music. Right. So and it's Paul's music. And we know, we knew it was, you know, at least you've got a couple of good scenes, but this is just. I don't know. It doesn't hold together at all. And it, it, it should in a way, because it's got all the, the Richard Lester traits, you know, the, the, the things yeah. that we liked, you know, everyone talks about the, the can't buy me love scene in a hard day's night when they're running around the field and falling down and being goofy. There's, there's some of that in here and yeah, there's, that, you know, there's that stuff, but it just doesn't cohere at all. There are two, two things in this movie that are t- at least, a little bit in, uh, visually enjoyable. One of them's this plane. There's an airplane comes and like shoots at the the the. So the group are. <laughs> this is the other thing. They're fighting. They're like fighting against Italians, and then all of a sudden they're caught by the Germans. Yeah. Like I was like, what? Where? Yeah. Like where are they at? That was that was one question I had the whole time. <laughs> they at? Because the general grapple is going on and on about. Oh, you're going to be in fighting the wily Pathans, which Pathans are, are India. So oh, I'm like, are they that's going right. to it was India? India. Yeah. What, what the hell? What is he talking about? He's like, oh, watch out for the wily Pathans, which is kind of 
racist yeah um, but it's a general so yeah. you're like oh okay this guy's a racist okay big deal um but then they are stationed in egypt in the desert for the in whole the desert. movie yeah. so are they getting the is the general so dumb he's got these facts <laughs> wrong they're in the desert and then they're they're getting shot at by this airplane which it was kind of cool scene. yeah yeah and especially because the airplane then crashes and blows up so there's there's some explosions and things like that in this, which is kind of okay. Yeah. Um, but and then there's an Italian soccer teams practicing, <laughs> and has stolen their water. Tr- oh trial, yeah. Whatever. So that 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 one scene was at least visually like okay, something's happening here. Yeah. And then the other scene is there right towards the end. There's a flamethrower. I was like, awesome. Yeah, I like the flamethrower. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's about it, though, because yeah, you, you, trust me, if you're watching this movie and you want your John Lennon, you what you're gonna get is John Lennon being like, "Me feet wet, me feet wet, sir." <laughs> it's like, what is that? It's nothing. <laughs> you know, it doesn't even make sense. What are no. they talking about? No. So what this character, what this lacks a lot is so you've got a main character and the and the only way that you know anything about this main character is in all of the scenes with the german guy right where he's he's really thinking about like you know this will be the last war where civilians will fight odelbog yeah that's the name of the german character and he's and then he goes on and on about loving the king and yeah we loved the king and so you're like you're actually getting some character development mm-hmm. there but when the the guy is with the other the, the troop the, the, yeah. the troop he he doesn't barely interacts with no him. no in <laughs> fact there's a number two guy and the number two guy seems to be the guy that lines them all up and right tells them how it is now you're we're gonna <laughs> do this for this and you know uh so i yeah it was totally confusing yeah um and then there's no character development and none, none of the character none of the these side characters interact with each other no they don't feel anything about each other no you know so, so i do writing i'm i'm I was a screenwriter and I, I i write with my uh my uh buddy chris mcconnell and we before we do a script we talk we go through every character and how they feel about every other character in the damn mm. thing like even if they don't interact, it's like, well, if they ever met, would they like each other? Or, or no, I think they would get not get along because he values this type of thing and he values this type of thing. Easy to do, yeah. It's, it's, it's simple work to do. It just you have to do the work, and to make a movie without any of that <laughs> is just like, uh, well, that makes me, makes me very frustrated. Isn't that one of the things they always say about movies that don't work? Well, books too. If if you can't, if there's no character development or if there's nothing gripping about the character, then you could have the most beautiful special effects or the most wonderful score or whatever, but the viewer is not going to be engaged because you've got to care. You want to care about the characters. And in this movie, that yeah, they're either forgettable or just silly or yeah. i don't know there's no development or no sort of nothing to grip onto yeah so there's this there's this one character who's like this the skinny don knots like oh guy. yeah 
Yeah. And he's, you know, walking around all crazily. He's always like, seems like a clown. Making these like goofy pronouncements and rhymes, yeah. sort of like the Jeremy Boob character in Yellow Submarine, sort of. Yeah. Well, at one point. Ugh. And everybody puts the face black on their face and he goes full blackface. Yes. It's not just any. And I think that the joke was supposed to be, oh, this guy's such a goof that he did the black. He did the face black wrong so much so that he goes blackface. But he's got full blackface. And how you can tell is the big white lip type circle around the thing. Now, I'm sure in 1960. Six, uh, six 67 that that wasn't like going to be as uh offensive but just watching it now it's like oh god oh cringeworthy just yeah like, so horrible yeah yeah so and it's not like he's, he's just doing any of the tropes of black when you put blackface on no uh but it's still not good no it's one <laughs> of those things you just stop and think oh my god he's wearing blackface wow <laughs> yeah so and, uh, and yeah, and it's it's like it, and it's almost like, uh, oh oh, this will be funny. Let's have him in blackface. Yeah, and that's it. That's the level of thought yeah. that they put into it. <laughs> yeah, so really terrible, really yeah. terrible. There's also a couple moments in this movie that I found to be lazy. Like for instance, they they uh, okay, their their truck gets blown up, so now they've got to walk to their posts so now they've got their barrel thing and they're dragging the barrel thing and then you get lawrence of arabia music ha, ha, oh, ha. Yeah. <laughs> they're walking through sand it's lawrence of arabia ha, ha, ha. two on the nose again yeah, yeah. so yeah um, yeah it, lazy uh good way to put it yeah uh th- th- it seems like it's trying to do some of the help things or to recapture some of that the the quick changes and the the quips and all of that but yeah. and even the, the soundtrack too is written by ken thorne who was also the composer arranger of help the non-beatles song so he is so like lester's trying to get the old gang together here mm-hmm. and i think it's interesting he asked john to be in this uh, yeah. because the, you know I, and john has a certain personality that i think maybe lester of the four beatles fit the conception of this movie of this yeah. group of misfits who are you know kind of wisecracking working class guys uh, but just not much to work with and that's the problem just doesn't have much to work with no the, the, only... the, the other thing he does in this movie is that, that what we were talking about about jumping around yeah um and in using the other he doesn't it's not just the time jump and the a thing where he's he's going to flash forward to when the guy is captured by the germans um but it's also there's a there's a couple of times where like the guy's reading the dear john letter and then we jump totally out of the movie to england to the lady writing the dear dear john letter and mm-hmm. i was just like why you're just confusing things yeah. more yeah you know and, and there would be a that would be an, a thing that you could do if it if it like really develops things, but it didn't develop anything. No, 
no. it just was like what why are we there and then all of a sudden we're back into the battle and the guy's getting <laughs> one of our main guys getting stabbed in yeah, the that heart. was pretty nasty yeah and and you're like whoa and then john lennon gets shot and he says i knew this would happen did you like, <laughs> As if that's supposed to be a profound moment or something. It's another one of your favorite looking at the camera talking moments. Yeah. Or turn to the camera and speak. And he's got, yeah, he's got red blood all over his face. And yeah. Did you like uh, the, uh, did you like the, the different, uh, like the blue man group characters uh, dressed up? Oh, yeah. That's the other thing is we start to get army men. Yeah. So we start to get like color. So we got the green army man mm-hmm. who just shows up one of the troop yeah and just changes into a green army man about <laughs> midway through the movie and then not explained or anything like that no and then towards the end of the movie now there's a pink one and yeah. at the very end which uh well we'll get to a, the slight bit of movie development here <laughs> um but um at the very end there's a lot of them and i was like yeah. what's this all about don't know <laughs> don't know dave don't know hard to say hard it's to so say. it's so artsy that you just can't don't get it dave that must, must be what it is yeah it's just above your head oh uh, yeah i so, just i can't figure it out so so the 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 one plot development <laughs> is that um good body has been in this german camp and he's been talking to the german guy and the german guy and him kind of become buddies and then he's like, the German guy is supposed to blow up a bridge because Germans went around and blew up bridges. That's right. And so he's like, uh, the 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 good body's like, what? How about I pay you, and instead of you blowing up the bridge, I'll um write you a check. So they negotiate. He's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then they negotiate. And then he finally agrees to it. He writes him a check. And then he calls, he calls or has called already. How the word got to <laughs> the US that or the uh, the English uh, army or whatever that this bridge was not blown up so they can it was the one bridge where they could cross the river and and apparently take over and, and win the war. Um not explained. Not explained. <laughs> But but the the as soon as the check is written and handed over to the guy, the the tanks start coming. So much what I say as soon as the guy's still on the bridge. That's right. The guy's right. still on the, with the check, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, maybe I'll blow it up." And he's like, "Ha ha! Of course I'm not gonna blow it up." And tears the thing and throws the thing, and then yep. here these tanks come and run him over and kill him. That's right. <laughs> so the German guy does die. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're feeling bad about for him. You're yeah. like, oh, that's that's so it's like, what are we doing here? What are we, what is this? Wow. But that's the how he won the war. So that's the whole thing about the movie was this one goof <laughs> negotiates <laughs> who's terrible troop leader. Yeah. Gets all of his troop killed, <laughs> but he he cons this guy into buying the bridge so that wins the entire war right wow well if it's any indication about how well this movie is done in years since we had to find it on uh, i'll I'll post the link (laughs) archive.org and it's split into 
five parts and i i kept thinking oh maybe this is the last part oh no there's another no, 24 there's minutes 24 coming. minutes of this damn thing <laughs> so i we'll... definitely watched it in drips and drab yeah, like me not, too. I, I could not watch the whole thing and i no. watched a lot of it yesterday made yeah. for terror i mean i'm i'm here supposed to be my phillies are winning so i'm a phillies <laughs> fan the phillies are winning hit inside the park home runs the Illini yep. who've never been good in football ever yep. uh, are, are six and one and they're winning <laughs> and I'm I'm here watching the stupid watching how I won the, the war, war. <laughs> wow well so. we can say yeah not only did John's hair or his uh, glasses uh, come out of this but he also wrote strawberry fields when he was there Mm -hmm. and so that's something so if nothing else we got a couple of good things out of how i won the war certainly not a good movie but we got yeah. strawberry fields and like you say i think you hit it on something pretty more profound than the movie uh was that it gave john a time to think away from the beatles and kind of reflect on the last couple crazy years that he'd had and write strawberry fields and uh and then come back when the Beatles reconvene in December of 66 starting Sergeant Pepper songs it was a totally different world oh yeah totally so yeah. I mean it's worth it for that but uh, yeah I'd rather a guy just went on vacation and yeah, I, know. Uh, I don't have to watch the <laughs> I terrible know. results of his vacation Oof. so if you've never seen this film and you think that there's any value to it just to see John don't bother. Yeah. It's a thumbs way down. Way down. <laughs> um, Is this I don't the biggest dud? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there'll ever be a release of this to... Um, I, in, I, in fairness, I haven't seen half of the... I've only seen a couple of the Ringo movies. Yeah. And I think that there, there are a couple in there that might be actually worse movies than this. <laughs> But, you know, there's never going to be a video release of this. Partially, you know, the blackface really yeah. makes, it, makes it so that, you know, like, who's going to be like, oh, yeah, let's re-release this one. No. Yeah, it's not not great. No, this is this is a, <laughs> a total dud. Uh, no. Actually, somebody did the did the work for us. If you I think I saw a YouTube clip or somewhere it had like all the John Lennon scenes all strung together uh, that you could see so you don't have to watch the whole movie you can just watch about 10 minutes of john's compressed scenes where he talks where he speaks so yeah do that that's that yeah and, and what you'll get is like what what's that Yeah, it won't make any sense and anyway then, so. yeah like there's a, the the best joke in the whole movie is right at the beginning and he's on they're on the croquet oh yeah. Field, yeah and he says like can i what is it something about balls yeah that's like a... oh can i hold your balls sir or something like that yeah yeah so that's the that's about the most you'll maybe you'll oh may i rub your balls sir it gives me great pleasure yeah oh, ha, 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 ha. Oh, oh, oh. so funny greatest yeah. greatest joke in the movie now <laughs> we you know we also did help we did talk about help that that we weren't calling it put them in the movies back then but we yeah. did talk about help and obviously richard lester's help much better film mm -hmm. uh hard day's night uh, is fantastic film 
really yeah. thumbs way up. And I do like the knack. Um, and I'll have to watch that. I've never seen the knack. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then a funny thing happened on the way to form is a well thought about film, at least. And well, it's a Stephen Sondheim musical and it's got a lot of good tunes in it. And uh, yeah, I'm sure mm-hmm. it's a good movie. And he was involved with uh, Superman 2. I believe he did the recut mm. sort of direct like he's the director of Superman 2 because they they abandoned Richard Donner. So it's sort of like half Richard Donner, half Richard Lester, mm. Richard. The Richard Donner, there's the Donner cut, which is actually better out oh. there than the Lester <laughs> cut. But and then he did Superman three, which is not, 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 not great. thought of as well. Um, and did some other, you know, yeah, Butch and Son dance the early days. Oh, no thanks. No, um, I so, think but, he most known for just help and hard days night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, you know, he's thought of as a decent, you know, I mean. At least he had a style, and mm-hmm. you know, you could see, you could see. Oh, probably the guys who did Airplane might have might have watched. Yeah, yeah, might have watched true. his his movies and thought, oh yeah, like let's do it like that, like quick and, mm-hmm. you know, and funny quips and yeah, inside. It gags. does not work here. It no, no. Well, unfortunately, as we wrap up, we're, we're not alone. Uh, the as you said, the critics pretty much panned it and so did the viewers so it didn't do too well uh, it was released in october october 18th and october 23rd of 1967 so mm-hmm. i i think it was really john being in it was really the main thing that yeah got everybody anybody if, who went if john wasn't in it i i don't i oh. can't imagine anybody watching this thing no no it would be on point. the in the the worst of all time die, die hard michael crawford fans yes probably like him for his music would go back and he's got a certain level of charm yeah but i'd totally forgotten that he was phantom of the opera that was that's yeah that was yeah. him he was yeah. a singer too yeah yeah wow so. well go watch him in phantom of the opera that's better than how i won the war yeah <laughs> so <laughs> All um, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. So our next episode will uh, be on the upcoming Revolver release, which oh yeah, wow. in a couple of weeks. Wow, now. what a what a change! What a change, what a change of, of preparation. I think yeah. we'll enjoy that prep a lot more than this one. Now, Dave, you uh, still get your pre-order in for the you getting the CD versions? You know, I I'm going to be honest. I, I actually canceled that, and I'm going to uh-huh. hold off until the. A price goes down a little bit and then yep. look at that vinyl see what you think of that vinyl set so yep. i'm gonna hold off and uh so you'll you'll be on duty for giving me the book info okay uh, on the first round and i'll wait because i did that i actually bought the let it be set recently because it went way down in price so oh on vinyl yeah yeah i did i was and, thinking and about sweet. trying to do, pull that gambit and then i thought mm, the revolver one might be a little more popular than that's uh, true that's than the let it be point. one so i i and i was just like so eager to get it so i know uh, i know i've never had i i mean my vinyl collecting days uh, uh have been more very recent like yeah. the last five years so I haven't had revolver on vinyl, so I'm like really excited to get it. And yeah, this is the time. <laughs> play it over and over. So, um, and we get that mono one. I know uh, that's very exciting. So I'm, yeah, yeah, so I'm gonna, I'll be getting that and listening to it the day of, of course, oh, yeah. several times. October 28th. That's yeah, right. We're all so, all looking forward to it. So yeah, 
Yeah. Then, but uh, in the meantime, uh, you can't go see Ringo because he has has COVID twice and he canceled the tour. So yeah. that's second, that. Second COVID <laughs> got him. Yeah, so that's like, rough. Um, any other news here? Let's. Uh, I can't think of too no. much. I think it's uh, all. We both all listened for... to that Yoko thing that we talked about in the last. Yeah, and that, and that got very good review on Pitchfork, like a eight point oh. five or something. I'll check that out. Um, and it is very. You you said you would listen to it. It's, yeah, I, yeah. The band, band is smoking. So yeah, it's so. a great band. I'm gonna go read that review to see what get more background on that. I wonder if there's more stuff that Yoko has from that period that without John uh, yeah. might be interesting to see. Oh, and then Sean, Sean had to cancel that that appearance in New York we talked about. Oh, yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> so that one got canceled, too, because of COVID yeah. issues. So um, I know weird times we're, we're, yeah. we're yeah, things are back to normal in a lot of ways. But then you'll just have these sudden stops. That... Do you think we're going to get anything else released this year? Hmm. It's well, getting pretty late. It's getting pretty like there's no, yeah. bit of, no announcement on if all we get from Paul this year is that McCartney one, two, three, one, two, three box set <laughs> piece of crap. I think, and there's, there's merchandise for that now, too. Oh, yeah. Merch. Yeah. Are you, did you, oh, with that ugly bag uh, design, the, the yeah. design, which is not good. No, no. Um, you get a bag yeah, and a t shirt. And yeah. Uh, there's so much revolver stuff on the Beatles sake too. Yeah. You get basically a shirt that has every song title on it. And that's all it is though, is the song title. <laughs> Love you like, too. Yeah. <laughs> why? Yeah. Why? So, um yeah, so that's 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 yeah. but yeah, there's not gonna be and I thought and, and there had been heavy rumors about the potential of the sometime in new york city set yeah what happened to that that's but, already yeah. past john's birthday past they're not going to do it now because no. we have revolver so yeah i don't know what happened there so I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see after revolver's released if we get some sort of some kind of something well i'm right. hoping for your sake i'm hoping it's ringo's three eps put into the <laughs> one box set for you <laughs> <laughs> like you yeah. predicted it's coming yeah yeah that's i mean that uh, i know yeah so we're we're but we're thrilled to actually be talking about something after this one release yes after this one and then we'll (laughs) you know if uh worst comes to worst we can i'm sure we can there's a few things that we talked about possibly doing that oh yeah so we'll we'll come up with something for you after 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 giving you the big big now you know how we do we don't we're not going to race to get it out we're going to we, but <laughs> we also probably don't need that much time on this one because it, no. it seems to be like just two discs of the bonus stuff and then the mono version which yeah. we can you know listen to once and um won't so. be like the the uh, white album that one was probably the biggest Obviously, it's the biggest album, but also had yeah Easter demos and all the, yeah. the two discs or whatever three discs of outtakes and alternate versions. And yeah, so we needed weeks to prepare for that one. Where we won't we won't need that long for this one, but um, no, but we'll definitely. Um, oh, there's the new revolt. Uh, have you seen the Taxman video? I didn't watch it. I know it. Uh, I know it came out. I haven't seen it. It's just a sort of lyric video, and it's sort of in in the style of 
sort of it would fit in a yellow submarine maybe mm. um there's some clever stuff like if if they say the word for but it's f-o-r they'll put the beatles f-o-u-r and then put an x over mm. the u so it's sort of like haha you know uh, okay yeah like a lot of beetle referencey type uh things and cool animation and stuff like that so okay it's pretty pretty good pretty good cool so well we'll look forward to getting back together soon here in a couple of weeks and yep. uh, look forward to our revolver discussion so mm -hmm. uh, let us know what you think of how i won the war if you have actually seen it or <laughs> if you want to give it a 10 out of 10 oh uh, yeah if you're a fan of how i won the war and can explain the movie to us and we just didn't get it yeah please do. glue us in for sure <laughs> <laughs> but i i i mean particularly like go watch mash yeah yeah if you want a good anti-war movie yeah or the series mash either yeah. of them are better you know by far all right well thanks for listening and we'll be back at you soon with revolver